0: Hey everyone, this is Lil. You're listening to Lil on Life. You're tuning into the story segment. This episode is called When I Injured Myself Receiving a Safety Award. Admittedly, I feel like in the process of doing this podcast, I, I feel like I'm hitting a learning edge or a growth edge or something like that. And I'd never heard this idea before and then i remember my coaching mentor kelly wood saying that when she's learning something new sometimes she hits these learning edges and it's kind of at the almost like a boundary of your discomfort because you're learning something new and there's some friction or resistance and i'm noticing that i'm feeling that a little bit and how it's kind of showing up in me isn't a bit of a paralysis i have recorded a couple times and then kind of thrown them away or just didn't want to do it and I have too many topics that I want to talk about and I'm just finding that focus and sitting down to do this is not coming as easily and I wanted to share that pretty transparently because part of my intentions in doing this podcast is to be vulnerable and I think this is also something I'm doing as a bit of a diary to myself to remember this point in my life and so I think part of that when we look back, sometimes can miss some of these moments. And so I think it's important to honor them. And in the spirit of that, I want to use this to share different dimensions or sides uh, to myself. Because I think when we just look at other people, we make a whole bunch of assumptions. We make assumptions about how happy they are. We make assumptions about how much fun they're having. We have their social media to react to. And so we're seeing curated versions of people's lives that we extrapolate to be their lives. And when that may be true or not true. And this is something that really resonates for me because I've been told a number of times how serious I can seem or how articulate I am or how graceful I am. And I find all of that utterly hilarious because my inner narrative of myself and the stories that I am telling myself are often quite counter to all of those very generous and lovely characterizations. And I think that There's just such a gift in being able to, I think, surprise people and also just show up in all of the weird ways that we are. I talked about this in the context of mistakes and how if we don't talk about mistakes we've made or things that are difficult for us, it just perpetuates this expectation of perfection that's just impossible. And yet when it comes to ourselves, I think we can really hold on to all of those things that remind us of how imperfect we are. And some of these embarrassing stories are that for me, but it's about shifting my perspective from seeing them as something embarrassing or mortifying. And the reason that I think it's important to share them, one, it shows a bit of my humanity to people who may only see me in very curated ways or in specific interactions. And also, I, I am a very wildly, wildly ungraceful and clumsy person. And I actually think, in part, I am a safety professional because I am so clumsy and I need protocols and hierarchies of control to save me from myself. And you know what? Maybe this is a good place to start because today we're going to share some embarrassing stories And the first of those embarrassing stories that I want to share is how I walked into a stage and injured myself while receiving a safety award. (laughs) And I realize that this is perhaps professionally limiting in some way, but I will, I will say this, had there been better safety practices, that injury could have been avoided. So I think in fact, it only emboldens me to doing more of what I do and makes me extra proud to be a safety professional. So I'll paint this picture for you. A group of us had received this award and it was it was a surprise and it was a delightful surprise and as we go up to the stage to receive the award we have to climb these stairs and then you know you kind of parade across the stage and you shake the hands and kiss the babies and do all the things and then you exit and you dismount and go back to your original table and in the process of that I successfully make it up the stairs which I am proud of that was the one I was paying more attention to and was quite well lit I will say I walked across the stage we did the the hand shaking and the kissing of the babies and all the things and then As I walked back to the table, I forgot that there was a set of stairs right in the middle of the stage, and I proceeded to immediately walk into them, safety award in hand. And as I embarrassingly hobbled over to my table, I stand by the need for good safety practices, because had those stairs, which were all black, by the way, and the floor was black and there was no lights on them, been in some ways reflected with maybe some reflective lighting or some yellow tape to point out where they were, that injury could have been preventable. So this is how I'm, I'm consolidating the, the fact that I injured myself receiving a safety award. And I believe that safety is so important because it, it's actually embarrassing how if there is an opportunity to hurt oneself... I will find a way to do it. So in any event, I do believe that that safety matters. And and these types of stories are some of the examples of things running through my brain all the time. And in particular in moments when people pay me such wonderful compliments about how put together my life appears to be and how I seem articulate and, and graceful and not embarrassing and embarrassing things just happen all the time. And I'm kind of okay with it. But that now I'm kind of okay with it now. But earlier in my life, that certainly wasn't the case. And something like that would have created a huge shame spiral where I would have uh, heard myself saying to myself, incredibly unkind things about what a failure I am and some of the imposter syndrome narratives as well about you know this just proves you're a phony you couldn't even safely receive an award and in saying it out loud I I, you know I think some of the time the reason it's good to say these things out loud is that you can hear yourself say them and decide whether that is something ridiculous to say to yourself or not. And I think that what it also calls to attention in being able to find moments where maybe you can laugh at yourself in these situations, I am and I can come across as quite serious. And I do talk about pretty serious and emotionally heavy things. But I like to balance those things by being able to laugh at some of these things. And I I think actually, some of the practices of Sitting in difficulty or discomfort has made it easier for me to share embarrassment in a way that I can laugh at, including when some of these things are happening or sometimes thereafter. But I think it's, it's not that I'm not embarrassed or mortified when these things happen. I absolutely am. And those thoughts do come in and flutter through my brain. They just don't stay there for as long anymore because I've really tried to just find the capability to laugh at myself and not take myself so seriously. And I really like embarrassing stories and I'm gonna share a couple. And I've invited a couple other brave souls to share some stories too. And I'm making this an open call to others if you'd like to share a funny or embarrassing story. Part of the reason that this idea came to my mind was in reflecting on the fact that I had so few recordings of my mom's voice. And in the aftermath of her passing, just noticing how much I miss her voice. I have a couple recordings. They're really sacred and special to me and they fill me with so much joy. And the other thing that really encouraged me to do this podcast was a dream I had about my mom. And in this dream, I dreamt that somebody had contacted me and shared that they had found these cassette tapes or high eight tapes from this is all probably not historically accurate but kind of the late 60s early 70s when my mom was coming into adulthood and a time before I existed which was Again, this was all a dream, but it was really amazing in this dream to be able to go back and hear a version of my mom at a period in time before I ever existed. So anyways, I'm getting down a major tangent here, but it really made me reflect on how important having samples of people's voices are for me. And so I invited a few people. One of them was my brother. And he submitted one which I'm going to play for you today, although that is terrifying in the way that only your siblings, I think, can inspire terror when you give them no parameters and say, send me a funny or embarrassing story you have about me. But one of the things uh, he said, he sent a few stories over and and I did select which one I would share, although I'll let you decide once you hear it if that was the right call or not. But Um, what he said was, that he reflects that having this podcast is a way to uh, have some record of my voice and some of why I invited people to to send some recordings of their voice were so that I could have these memories in their voice and one of the things that I'm going to do and hope to do as part of this podcast is and or for my own personal Self, They may, whether people agree to have it on the podcast or not is up to them. And I certainly will make sure they are comfortable with that before sharing it. But I want to collect stories and especially stories that lean into laughter or joy so that I can have a recording of funny stories told in the voices of people that I love and care about. And I'm going to call out Lindsay Humphreys here, who I did send one of these notes too and I think it just said hey can you do me a favor send me a recording of of a funny story or an embarrassing story and actually I think that's just what I said in my head because the text specifically said started with favor to ask <laughs> and her response back was sure I'll think about that and also a hi would be nice and you're right Lindsay so hi and thank you it the request came from a loving place and uh what I'm hoping to collect as part of this podcast is, again, not just my voice, but, but voices of people sharing stories that we can laugh at together. And in addition to being able to laugh at them together, just having them again to reflect on in the future. Because I'm a weirdo. I'm a delightfully weird person. <laughs> and I think now you're going to find out about some of that. And I want to celebrate that with you all and with myself. So here goes. The first recording comes to you from The Great One.
1: So I wanted to share a short story about Lillian that just happened recently, which really demonstrated how there are so many, I think, dimensions to our personalities, and I would describe Lillian as being usually a magical unicorn, but also one of the most articulate eloquent speakers as many of you have now had the opportunity to hear her but in this moment uh, that was just not the case it was towards the end of the year in 2023 And we wanted to take a couple of our team members out and celebrate the successes of the year, and we were going to go for a nice lunch together, and then Lillian and I were going to split the bill and just thank them for all of the incredible work that they had um, performed all year. So I'd gone to speak to the server to make arrangements, and so as we came back to the table, I kind of thought Lillian would just say something along the lines of, hey team, Thanks so much, yada, yada, yada. Instead, it's almost like she froze and she just turned to everyone. So I sat down and then the server kind of just sort of arrived at the same time or like within moments of that. And she turned to everybody and said, okay, you can go now. They all looked at her like, what? Okay. And they quickly started to grab their things and I was like, no, no. I think another way of saying what Lillian was just trying to say was, thank you so much, we're gonna grab the bill and just a small gesture of our appreciation, blah, 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 blah. It was amazing because Lillian is so good at sharing really authentic and, and thoughtful appreciation and gratitude towards the team. <laughs> this was just a moment where she totally froze. and it was the best. I kind of loved, again, just seeing all the dimensions of her. And I guess this perhaps was a moment of discomfort. She froze a little bit. She just wasn't sure, but it was the best. And we all had a really good laugh at her expense with her together, which actually made the experience more memorable and more fun.
0: That was a moment that I really still find quite funny and i'm giggling about that i dismissed a group of people in place of saying something that i think is a very standard thing to say you know we got this thank you for everything but the context here is that i am a very strange gifter i'm a very uncomfortable gifter particularly for some reason about around the holidays and i've done a lot of self-reflection on this and there are good reasons for it but it's Something that I am, it just makes me very awkward. And one thing about me is that once I get into an awkward spiral, I don't know how to get myself back out. So I do agree that I froze in that moment in a, in a hilarious way and then immediately proceeded to laugh at myself. Now, the, the part I disagree with in the Great One's retelling of that is that she did, stop and say, no, no, that's, that's not what's going on here. We want to just take a moment, uh, and thank you. But in addition to that, she immediately proceeded to also laugh directly into my face and say, was that your way of saying, thank you. And I think that just made all of us laugh together. And now it's still something that has come up at different meetings and that we can find ways to thread through with joy and also kind of have used the humor to diffuse an uncomfortable situation for a lot of people, myself included, until we leaned into the laughter about it. And so yeah, I wanted to share that one with you to again articulate what a strange creature I can be at times. And now you all know. So yeah, there we go. Now we're we're getting into the, the strange stuff. And, and I did promise I would share one from my brother. So this was another one that came through. And, and he sent through a few of them, which, again, I just love having them. And I love that he went through different time periods of our lives. And I was a bit surprised when he picked the one he picked when I initially started listening to it. Because the way I remember this story is as being one of the most connecting experiences we had between the two of us. And to set some context here, my mom quite unexpectedly went into the ICU. It wasn't, uh, she was quite ill, but it progressed quite quickly. And in a matter of 24 hours, it went from being a, you know, we have years to go sort of situation to we're not sure we're gonna make it through the next hours. And so my brother and I are basically camped out together. And this is during COVID protocol time. So we are only allowed to be at the hospital for a maximum of two hours and only together. And I remember us sitting outside of the hospital, eating fast food and having a conversation about our past and our childhood and the situation we were facing together. And I remember it just being... A moment full of love and connectedness and just an incredible moment and so I was really surprised when he sent this one through and I'll play it along for you now.
1: A story from when we were a little bit older was you know just a few years ago when we were at the hospital with each other and I remember we had stopped to go to Thai Express and me and you sat outside of the mall eating uh, probably adjacent from the street that you've mentioned, the infamous street that you drove on. And we were sitting there eating it and having this, like, a deeper conversation considering everything that was going on. Uh, And then the race afterwards to, like, try and rapidly find a bathroom for us to use after eating all of this spicy Thai food. I I don't know if that's too much information for your listeners, but I I think it's a pretty funny story.
0: I had completely forgotten the latter part of that story. And when I was first listening, I was like, what is he sharing here? And then after he shared it, I definitely remembered. And I think in the incredible way and in the mortifying way, I have chosen to share this story now into the universe for all to hear. But I think in some ways, it really speaks to the delicate dance and balance of really hard things and really funny things coexisting. And the different dimensions that we live and experience within our day-to-days and how we can shift through these things and also how what we choose to pay attention to and reinforce can, can be reiterated and strengthened in our minds. And again, that speaks to the reticular activating system and how what we pay attention to is what we notice more. And so we're going to shift gears now to the concept segment. We're going to talk a little bit more about some of that brain rewiring, some of how that reticular activating system and how our nervous systems can essentially be rewired through neuroplasticity to help us choose moments that allow for reflections of joy or the processing of difficult things, whether that's embarrassment or shame or Things that are kind of that can show up for us, but where we have some choice in our control and how to navigate that. So thanks for tuning in and being on this wild journey with me. I think that's enough embarrassing stories, but I really want to encourage everybody. And I'm going to talk about this again in the practice segment to think about sending me a funny story you have about your life. And if you're someone who knows me, I'd love to receive them about stories from our time together and I promise I won't share them without anybody's explicit consent and just appreciate you being part of this journey again with me. This is Lil and you're listening to Lil On Life. If you'd like to reach out, you can get me on my Gmail at Lilonlifepod at gmail.com. That's Lil with one L on Lifepod at gmail.com. Or on my socials, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok at Lil On Life Pod. Please like, follow. And leave a five-star review if you're enjoying this. Lil' On Life podcast is produced by Brandon and Company. You can find his work on Instagram at Brandon Allen. Lil' On Life is a big B and little L collaboration. Opinions expressed in this podcast are my own and may not reflect those of my employers. If you or someone you know is in danger, please dial 911. If you or someone you know is thinking about suicide, call or text 988. Support is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. That number again is 988.